You're listening to Business The Law on You. Good afternoon. Julian Campbell here, and we've got another interesting show lined up for you this week. A bit later in the program, we'll have one of our Harvard Business Review tips, and we're also going to be looking at watching out for those scams. But right now, we're going to have a chat with Kimberly Claire Campbell, who's a digital advisor with the Hunter Region Business Hub. We're going to talk about social enterprise businesses. Good afternoon, Kimberly. Hi, Julian. Well, thank you for joining us again. So I, su- I suppose the first question we've got to ask is, what is a social enterprise business? I suppose in brief, you'd call them businesses that give back. So social enterprises come in many different shapes and sizes and forms, and they all share the goal of contributing to the environment or social and economic outcomes for the highest good So they're businesses that trade intentionally to tackle social problems, improve communities, provide people access to employment and training and help the environment. And as of 2019, there were 20,000 social enterprises listed in Australia and this number's growing. Oh, do, do we know why they are growing? Yeah, it's mostly because they appeal to entrepreneurs, policymakers and investors who are interested in creating a more sustainable, dynamic and an inclusive economy and environment for Australians. So we know that we've had a prolonged drought and now a horrendous bushfire season and with the lack of students and tourists due to the coronavirus, it's given birth to businesses and grassroots campaigns whose sole focus is on making a difference to those affected communities and businesses. So they're giving people opportunities to give real support where it's needed and micro-businesses are getting the opportunity to market to people outside of their local communities who can afford to purchase their products and and giving shoppers the opportunity to find something new and different. We know that the numbers of people that want to help are growing during these trying times. So, So have you got some examples of that? Yeah, every month there's a new grassroots campaign or a new social enterprise started because they're seeing the needs of the community. So back in October when the bushfires and the droughts were growing, uh, there was two really fast-growing social enterprises started. So one of those was One Day Closer to Rain, which now has over 234,000 members. And it's an offshoot of the One Day Closer to Rain mental health support group for farmers. And the group saw that during the drought, there was a drying up of jobs and incomes in rural communities. And a lot of farmers and rural people are pretty hands-on and they have their own crafts and and hobbies. And it was set up as an opportunity for these farm and rural families to start selling their crafts and handmade items to people not in their local communities. Word quickly spread throughout the major cities and coastal areas and through this word-of-mouth campaign, people started purchasing their Christmas gifts from these rural artisans. The group had so much selling power that Australia Post gave members of One Day Closer to Rain a special discount code for rural postage. Another group that was also started in October and interestingly two days apart was Buy From The Bush campaign. It started as an Instagram account and now has over 218,000 followers. And within seven weeks of that starting, it had increased um, postal figures by 40%. So you can see it's pretty Mm. powerful stuff Mm. that's happening on a community-based level. 
Uh, One of the newest social enterprises began in January this year, and it's Shop to Support Bushfire Communities. That was started to make people not in bushfire areas aware of brands, products and businesses who had been affected by the 2019-2020 bushfire devastation. when I had a look, they had 37 ma- members. and 37,000 members? Yes, yeah, sorry, 37,000, <laughs> which is pretty amazing for yeah. a month. Yeah. And their focus is getting people to visit these bushfire-affected communities, shop there, and that ties in nicely with the, um, the latest one, which is um, Eski. And I think a lot of your listeners would have heard of it. Empty Esky, which is a hashtag and getting people to again go with an empty Esky and and shop and bring things back from those affected communities. So what can businesses who are experiencing these sorts of challenges, the, the bushfires and the and mm. the drought and so forth, what what can they, they do next? Well the New South Wales government has a lot of support services in place and you can also contact your local council or your business enterprise centres to find out more. And if you're a business that is suffering, you can tap into the goodwill of the community by using hashtags and these Facebook groups that have popped up. So hashtags include buy from the bush, shop to support, and the two is the number two, spend with them and spend with us, empty esky, holiday here this year, road trip for good, Recovery Weekend, More Than a Good Drop, and New South Wales Tourism has just launched the Love Campaign. So Love New South Wales and Love Hunter Valley. Mm. So some of our listeners or business people may not be familiar with hashtags and and, uh, social media. They can always get help with that area, couldn't they? Yes, they can. So they can um, pop into one of us digital advisors and we can take them through all of those things. So, so how can we support local businesses that have been affected by drought, bushfires and, and of course now the virus? Mm, so unfortunately it's pretty close to home and areas including Wollombi, Broke, Fordwich and the Central Coast have been affected by the bushfires and the Lower Hunter and Upper Hunter affected by drought and now with the coronavirus the greater hunter areas being affected by loss of students and tourists Mm. so we don't really need to travel far to be able to help out so it's easy as popping up the valley having lunch out purchasing gifts tracking down something special from a rural maker and remember easter's not that far away so you can Mm. start planning your easter getaway take your empty esky with you and it's perfect if you take photos of the areas that you visit, use that heart shape that New South Wales Tourism is now promoting, and that will get your post seen by more people and spread the love that we have for our amazing Hunter Valley community. Yeah. And, and one thing I think we need to think about with the coronavirus is that all our supply chains are going to be affected, probably going to start in the next four to six weeks. So if you're a business like um, our wineries and our makers who they require supplies from usually overseas and China, many of those factories closed down with the virus. And that's going to have a a big flow-on effect. 
So if you're a savvy local business, see if you can take advantage of the slowdown by promoting your own Australian-made products. That's always a good thing Mm, to do. mm. But if you're working with suppliers or stockists, remember to be patient because things are outside of their control. And we just need to give each other a bit of a helping hand and a bit more patience Mm, this time. mm, mm. And uh, Service New South Wales has got information to help? Yes, it has. They've got a great concierge service. And remember your local uh, council, Singleton, Cessnock, Upper Hunter, they've all got information on their websites. And, of course, your local business enterprise centre, like the Hub, is here to help. Great. Well, thank thank you for your time, and we'll have a chat with you next month. You're welcome. Thanks, Julian. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Kimberly Claire Campbell there from the Hunter Region Business Hub, which has got some government support to help with uh, some of these things. And But the big thing, I think, the big message here, because we have been hit with bushfires and drought up here, but uh, support those businesses, uh, visit them, buy their products and help them get back on their feet. Oh, you're listening to Business, The Law and You on 2NURFM. It's coming up to 22 minutes past one. Um, normally it would be time for Christina, but she's up in the air at the moment in an aeroplane, so can't talk to us. So I thought I'd revisit uh, scams and uh, watching out for those scams because it was quite popular last time I mentioned it and uh, things do continue to change and although the, the one of the main new scams or one that's having a big amp- impact at the moment is the romance scams uh, which is probably not so much business it's still very relevant I think to talk about because people aged 45 to 65 are the most affected by these particular scams with over 18 million in losses and uh, the uh, ACCC has just put up on their scam watch so it's a good idea to be part of this scam watch so that you know what's going on romance scammers moved to new apps costing Aussies more than 28.6 million dollars it says that scammers are using new off online platforms to take advantage of their vi- victims with dating and romance making up one-fifth of losses across the scams reported a scam watch. Australians reported 4,000 dating and romance scams in 2019 with losses of more than $28.6 million. And these numbers were just the tip of the iceberg. Around 37.5% of reports resulted in a loss with an average loss of more than $19,000. And beyond traditional online dating websites... The highest losses were from romance scams originating on Instagram and Facebook. Conventional dating platforms such as Tinder or Match.com had also had high losses. And there is a new trend emerging which scammers are increasingly turned into apps like Google Hangout and online games such as Words with Friends and Scrabble to con their victims. And the... Uh, Deputy Chair of the ACCC said we've seen an increase in reports from people who did not originally seek an online relationship but have been caught up in a dating and romance scam. No longer are dating websites the only contact method for dating and romance scams with increasing number of reports coming from these emerging websites and apps. So the I think the important thing that they mentioned there is... Uh, Don't give out personal information, including your financial details, to anybody you haven't met in person. And no matter who they say they are, 
Don't share intimate photos or use webcams in intimate settings. Don't agree to carry packages internationally or agree to transfer money for someone else as you've been inadvertently committing or you may be inadvertently committing a crime. Uh, People who think that they may have provided their banking details to scammers should contact their bank or financial institutions as soon as possible. And they can also report a scam to the ACCC through Scamwatch, which offers further information on where to get help and how to protect yourself. So that's the the, the personal one. And of course, the other the other one that came out uh, very recently was the bushfire scams. Uh, and there are currently a wide range of appeals raising funds for people and animals affected by the bushfires. But unfortunately, some of these are scams. And uh, if you wish to make a donation toward these affected bushfires, please protect yourself with the following information. Scammers are pretending to be legitimate, well-known charities, creating their own charity names and impersonating people negatively impacted by the bushfires. Scammers are cold calling, direct messaging and creating fake websites and pages on social media to raise funds. Do not donate via fundraising pages on platforms that do not verify the legitimacy of the fundraiser. Be careful about crowdfunding requests as these may be fake and also come from scammers. And if you're donating to an established charity or not-for-profit organisation, ensure that it's registered and that you are on an official website by by searching the Australia Charities and Not-for-Profit Commission's Charity Register. If you think you've paid money to a scammer, please contact your back immediately. So that's uh, some very important information for the more personal side. But getting back to uh, business and small business, those scams are still out there. Unfortunately, the false billing scam where uh, people are tricked, uh, scammers issue fake bills for unwanted or unauthorised listings, advertisements, products and services. Um, there's the business directory scam is a well-known example where you receive a bill for listing in a supposedly well-known directory. Scammers trick you to sign up by de- disguising the offer as an outsta- outstanding invoice or a free listing but has a hidden subscription agreement in the free f- a fine print. And the big one that I'm still receiving emails about, the domain name scam, is another ploy used by scammers where you have deceived into signing up for unsolicited internet uh, domain registration very similar to your own. You may also receive a fake renewal notice for your actual domain name and pay without realising. So if you receive one of those, just make sure that your domain name really is in need of renewal and make sure you go back to who originally um, did it for you, unless you did it yourself, of course. Don't just... Um, pay some of these false uh, invoices that appear. Um, just be alert to these these uh, scams that exist. Uh, there's plenty of information on the ACCC website on, and their scam watch, and they constantly update that with the latest scams that are coming up. And you're listening to Business, The Law and You on 2NURFM. It's coming up to 28 minutes to 2, so it's time for our Harvard Business Review tip. And this particular one, make group problem solving more effective. When groups get together to brainstorm, they actually come up with fewer ideas than individuals in the group would have come up with on their own. 
That's why it's important to think about group problem solving in two phases, divergence and convergence. Divergence happens when the group considers as many different potential groups uh, solutions as possible. For example, how many different uses can you find for a brick? Conversion happens when a large number of ideas are whittled down to a smaller set. For the best results, have people work alone when generating ideas, then collect those ideas and send them around to the group. Allow the divergence to continue as group members individually build on the ideas of their colleagues. Give the resulting idea to everyone and let the group get together to pick the best one. This way, everyone can offer solutions without being unduly influenced by others' ideas. And that's some good thinking there because uh, often we think brainstorming as a group will come up with more ideas, but sometimes we find that other people in the group start to run down those ideas before they really gel. So really good idea with brainstorming is to have what they call green light and red light thinking. First of all, green light thinking is when people just spill out their ideas and nobody challenges information about it so that's already done that won't work or something like that so when you've got all those ideas just let that free flow of ideas happen and then go red light thinking to whittle it down to the one or two best solutions so good advice there from the harvard business review tip well thank you for being with me for the last half hour i hope you've enjoyed the program we've looked at those social enterprise businesses and how they're trying to help many of those challenged businesses get back on their feet in a moment jane klein will be back with you with more of your easy listening favorites next week i'm going to talk to dr john woodward from the university here we've had him on the show several times with business legal issues We'll have our minute on innovation with Christina and more business and legal news and views that might affect your business. I'd love your company again for business, the law and you at the same time next week. Until then, have an exciting and prosperous week. And as Henry Ford once said, stop adver- stopping advertising to save money is like stopping your watch to save time. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.